Hello and welcome to Five Questions, the show where we ask our interviewees just five simple questions to learn about their lives and the work that they do. My name is Michael Bivens and I am your host. And today on the show we have Mark Leeper. He is the Executive Director of Disability Action Center Northwest, a consumer-controlled disability action organization. So our first question today is, who are you? I'm Mark Leeper, Executive Director of Disability Action Center Northwest, one of a number of organizations run by folks with disabilities serving people with a disability across the country. Awesome. Thanks, Mark. Where are you from? What's your backstory? Well, my backstory, it's kind of a long story, and so I'll try to keep it brief. I'm actually from, I was born in Idaho, uh, but I lived in Canada a good portion of my life. Uh, some of my family is up there. and. So I kind of moved back and forth. I got into uh, working with folks with a disability and into the disability rights movement back in the early 1980s and then kind of full-time around the end of 1980, um, 89, 88, in that range. Um, and so that's kind of where I've been since and have had the great fortune to work with a whole lot of uh, difference makers across the country and uh, feel pretty darn fortunate to be a part of uh, a pretty exciting human rights movement. So what do you do in your role? I'm executive director of Disability Action Center, and uh, I kind of kind of came into it as a bit of a reluctant leader. I've always kind of seen myself initially as as kind of more of a support person. I, I was always very excited by kind of the advocacy parts of the independent living movement. and uh, But when the opportunity came and uh, I felt like there needed to be somebody step into a position that had some background, I became executive director. We then created Disability Action Center actually out of a former project, and so I was kind of the founding person on that and uh, with a, a couple of uh, people I knew as founding board members. So uh, I've been in the role of executive director now for 30-some you know, years. Um, I run the organization, and I've been a part of it throughout that time. We've had our ups and downs. We worked primarily on federal grants initially. Then we... Uh, expanded and started doing some self-directed services for people with disabilities who could direct their own service for personal assistance in the home. And uh, from that, we grew, and now we've got three offices. We actually own three buildings in uh, Post Falls, Idaho, Moscow, Idaho, and Lewiston, Idaho. So it's my job to kind of keep all of that going. Thank you for sharing that. Um, so now let's turn to the why. Why do you do the work that you do? I always think it's hard to answer the why um, in many respects without getting too long-winded. But for me, um, I think I've, I've dealt with, with uh, major depression, anxiety uh, for much of my life and, and had some significant struggles early on, spent some time in a hospital and so on. And I think a lot of times people who kind of have their own struggles and have to examine their own place in the world and their own sense of humanity – uh, end up kind of gravitating toward working with other folks. And that certainly was my history. I kind of came into it. I didn't really think about working with people with all kinds of disabilities. I think I had the biases that everybody has about disability. But once I got into the program, I went to a national conference. I met folks with significant disabilities from all over the country uh, working with accessible design. There were architects, there were attorneys, but most importantly, there were advocates who were taking on the top officials 
uh, in the federal government who were um, slow on implementing regulations for Section 504 of the Rehab Act and so on. And that really got me excited, that sense of working on, you know, positive social change, something that makes a difference. I have a firm belief that communities are as strong as all of its members working together. And uh, and so toward that, uh, uh, fighting for equal rights for everybody just kind of fit right into that. So that was kind of my personal sense of uh, I value fairness. I value connections. I value positive movement. And that was a chance to make a positive difference. Well, thank you for sharing that. That's that's really awesome to all hear. The last question I have for you today is is the how. How do you do the job that you do? Um, what are some of the roadblocks you encounter? And what are some of the really awesome programs that your organization works on? It's really a challenge running such a broad-based organization as a Center for Independent Living. As I mentioned before, our real primary intent, as far as I'm concerned, ought to be to make a positive difference in society. Uh, it's It's broad. It's people. It's human. And so it's therefore pretty imprecise sometimes. Uh, dealing with people can kind of go all over the board. You know, people ask, what do we do? And, you know, it depends on who comes through the door or what issue comes up in a community. So we, um, we work with individuals and work with them, as I always tell my staff, to be a great counselor, great teacher who really helps somebody arrive at what they want to do and identify what their barriers might be and then figure out ways and to gain tools for them to remove those barriers. It's not our job to intercede and take things on for folks. Uh, people with disabilities have been faced with all sorts of dependency programs forever. And though it's kind of expedient sometimes to get something done right away, hey, would you do that for me? Uh, you don't gain a whole lot of power over your own life in that process. So helping folks with every kind of disability kind of take that step to have power over their lives is, is really important. And so sometimes it's a matter of just sitting down and listening and giving feedback. And other times it's, you know, heavy research and spending time talking about things, connecting people with each other. Peer connections is the most, you know, unique thing that we have going for us. Um, so that's kind of the individual service part. The other part is the community services. So community awareness. Um, a lot of folks have a charity view of disability. That's That continues from forever. We still have groups like Special Olympics that make a lot of money out of that sense of people wanting to give to a charity. We're coming at it a little bit different, and we're saying, wait a minute, let's get away from the charitable thing and let's start talking equality. Let's talk and start talking equal access. So that sense of getting out and actually doing training and awareness. So we do things. We train on the Americans with Disabilities Act. I just did a disability awareness interactions with people with every kind of disability with a library district in northern Idaho. And so those kinds of awareness activities we think are really important. We also work then on community access stuff. And so we've done some exciting things. One of our programs is we have a ramp project. It was initially started with a grant from the Christopher and Dana Reeves Foundation to purchase used ramps, aluminum ramps that people had used and no longer needed, and uh, start donating them out uh, to other folks who need a ramp to come home from a hospital, to come home from a nursing home, uh, or to be able to get out of their home and into the community. So that program uh, was really exciting because then we developed relationships with Habitat for Humanity, with the Lions Club, so that they can do installations because they do ramps anyway, and we provide the ramps. And so it's a great partnership in terms of removing barriers for folks, uh, for folks with a disability. They're very specific personal barriers. 
other things we do is like community barriers. We work with a local uh, performing arts theater to uh, raise funds and purchase a an accessible lift uh, for the stage so that that's a portable lift so it can be moved to different venues. But it allows somebody with a wheelchair or with other mobility um, issues to be able to get onto a stage to perform, to do music, to whatever. And so that's really exciting stuff. We work with young people. We've got a program in Spokane, Washington. We've got uh, youth programs uh, going all over. We support young people to go to the national conference with the Association of Programs for Rural Independent Living and connect with peers all over the country. And that's really exciting. So that's how broad it is. Uh, and that's just kind of touching on it. We also uh, pass through funds and operate a, a, a volunteer and accessible van transportation system that we have a, a contractor that operates, but we get the funding for and pass it through to them. Uh, so we help make transportation available in rural areas. Uh, so it's really broad and, uh, and, and it's a lot. Plus, we're involved in two states. We do Idaho and Washington State. And I sit on the uh, State Independent Living Council in Washington, and we have to interact and work with uh, and help create the state plan in Idaho as well. And so it's an awful lot. It's become very complex. Um, with the greatest challenge, I think, right now, maintaining our freshness and our uniqueness, that peer connection and community change piece that is unique to centers run by folks with disabilities. And so that we don't just kind of get pushed into being, you know, a service provider like the other guy down the street, community rehab program or such. Wow. Uh, those are some really awesome programs. Uh, I would just like to say thank you for sharing all that information. It sounds like you guys all do a lot of really great work for the communities that you're a part of. We, uh, we really try and we've, uh, we've really been uh, taking a broad-based approach. We've, we get involved in other issues related to human rights and, and issues of, uh, uh, of, of race relations and so on and so forth that uh, we just feel like we all need to support each other. And it's been a great opportunity to do that. And, you know, to give back to communities, all of a sudden it's people with a disability that rather than uh, going out and saying, hey, uh, what can we, uh, you know, get from you? Instead, we're actually in a position where we're making donations to communities. We're supporting other groups. And uh, that's it's pretty exciting stuff. We've come a long way and it's neat to have that impact, especially in this day and age where I firmly believe that we have a lot to gain by positively connecting with each other and supporting each other. Um, in opposite rather than tearing uh, things apart. So that's us. Well, thank you, Mark, for being on today's episode. I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to sit here and talk with me about yourself and the organization that you're a part of. Do you have any closing thoughts you'd like to give out? I just appreciate what you're doing. I think, uh, again, communication, education, getting a chance to, to share with, uh, with each other is what keeps us moving forward. And so uh, the things you do are greatly appreciated. And, uh, and I thank you for your time. That's it for today's episode. You can find me on Twitter at MikeyBivs and tweet about the show using hashtag five questions. If you have any particular cause or activist that you would like to hear from, let me know.